Hello and welcome to J uh, Three Things with JR. This is JR, and uh, we are on Gary's back porch. We had just finished one hell of a band practice. We practiced three songs. We killed it. Three we, songs, four hours, baby. Three songs, oh, four wow. hours. That's three people, three songs, three so three things. Three JR. things. It's like uh, it's like the whole it's like hours. the unholy trinity here. Yeah. Good things come in threes. It was four hours, but you know. Well, you guys were late, and then we chatted. Yeah, we did take breaks. So yeah, three hours. Three hours. Okay, we'll just just to make it. I seem to consistent. always come late. So three hours of actual work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I am here again with my bandmates in the band Big, uh, Gary Hawthorne, Brian McKenzie, Hi. and uh, we're going to talk about some stuff. Uh, but we should recap what we talked about last time just a little bit. Uh, we'll get to your hair later. It's gone. We don't, so. we don't, don't talk about oh. it yet. We'll get to your hair later. <laughs> hair today, gone. I just want to tell you guys, uh, I had multiple people tell me that they really were appreciative of three older white guys talking about the issues of the day uh, with what's going on in America, the systemic racism, that kind of stuff. In the way that we talked about it, our point of view was actually, it moved some people. I don't know if you guys know that. I know at least two people that oh, cool. purposely made a point of telling me uh, that they really appreciated that. And so wow, that's cool. Uh, and one of them was my sister, which so she might be a little biased in telling me that my podcast was good. <laughs> uh, but the other one was a new coworker, someone I just uh, met four weeks ago. Uh, and she has been listening to my podcast and made a point of finding me and telling me that it has moved her. It has really, she's really appreciated not only what I've had to say about race and all that stuff, but all, all three of us uh, in, in an episode, a couple episodes ago, what we all had to say. So, uh, so I, we, yeah, I figured we should probably do this again. Well, that's pretty cool, man. Isn't that neat? Just, especially coming off the songs that we were working on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we do a little protest songs now and again, or, or uplifting, hopefully uplifting songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're working on uh, we're working on getting ready to go back in the studio to record these and uh, <clears throat> hopefully hopefully have them out for your ears uh, before before winter comes. Heck, uh, we we should take this opportunity to mention that we we probably have a gig coming up. Yes, we do. Uh, right, probably, uh, yeah. uh, unless you know COVID takes a total continues taking a total downturn. Uh, then uh, unless it goes really bad, this gig might actually happen. Yes, it might actually happen. What's and what's the deal with the gig? Where is it August, again? August 23rd. It's in Nelson County at the Nelson County Recreational Center. Like, it's a whole little farm kind of thing. Uh, so it's, it's outdoors? For, outdoors. Uh, so plenty of room for people to physically distance. Um, it's celebrating Earth Day. It got postponed from the April Earth Day celebration. Hopefully we are going to be there uh, with bells on and uh, debuting these new songs in the, the new way that they, they work. Actually, one's an old song that was on the record in the acoustic, the old acoustic version. We've added to it just a smidge. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys can come out and check it out because the electric version is a whole bunch of big. Oh, a whole lot more sound, but uh, and also more dynamic. Uh, yes. The old version was just kind of acoustic and sort of just kept it right at the same level. It's the a whole... lot more fun for me because I didn't play on the other one. That's right. Yeah. This one's, I'm really enjoying the hell out of it. We gave mm -hmm. Brian some notes to play. Yeah, I got Mostly he plays them. Yeah, yeah most, sometimes I play other notes. <laughs> 
Sometimes, whether he wants to or not. Yeah. Right. Sometimes he plays notes we didn't give him. Sometimes I play notes that... But August 23rd, be on the lookout. Uh, it's going to be down in Nelson County uh, at the Nelson at the Rock uh, Rock Bridge. Uh, Rock Rock Bridge. Yeah, it's Rock Bridge. Rock Bridge. Rock Bridge. Rock Fish. It seems Rock like fish. that's Rock Fish. Rock Fish. Yeah. Rock Fish uh, Recreational Center. Oh, that's uh, a great Earth place. Day. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a phenomenal place. Good people and a great cause. Um, because everybody needs, uh, we, we need to take care of the earth just a little bit more. Uh, because it's fighting back at us right now. And we see what it's doing, what it can do at the drop of a hat. So um, that is, uh, that's where we're going to be. Nice. It will be pretty... Afternoon. Uh, it's an afternoon thing, so... I'm pretty excited to play music in front of live people again. Or even dead people. Anybody. Any other people. Humans. Yes. Right. Stuffed toys. We don't care. Well, I could put some stuffed toys up there. That would work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thing number one, uh, Virginia is for lovers, uh, is actually a fairly ironic state motto, given Virginia's horrible racist past, uh, and uh, mainly because of a particular court case you guys were talking about, seemed to know a lot about. I knew absolutely nothing about it, and I thought maybe I'm not the only well, it's, one. Well, it's not like you grew up in Virginia or anything. I did grow up in Virginia. Uh, I was born in 1974. What year were you guys born? <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I'm not saying we're old, but you know, when, uh, when Eve ate the apple, by the way, Eve was framed. I've told you this before. Uh, and they were getting kicked out. They turned around and said, well, what about those two? And God said, I don't know. They were here when I got here. That was me and uh, Gary. So, yeah. so this was a Supreme Court case called Loving versus Virginia. And uh, let me hit the broad strokes. You guys can fill in all the gaps, right? So if I understand correctly, there uh, was a white man who wanted to marry a black woman, and this was somewhere back in the 50s? 50s. 1958. Brian's the got the... I was uh, born. Oh, now you tell us. Now I tell <laughs> <laughs> He wanted to got. save it for yeah. the... So 1958, time. white guy wants to marry a black woman in the state of Virginia. And now, do they actually get married? Yes. yes. In Washington, D.C. It was illegal to get married in... Uh, Virginia, so they so got they, married in Washington, So they went to D.C. where it was legal, it was legal. got married, and, moved back. Came and back came to back Virginia. to Virginia to live. And Virginia said... No. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's even better. I just did a little bit of, of research here with this, this cool handheld device that has the font of all human knowledge, which I think I just told you I used to look up dog videos. But, um, yeah, they, um, they got married, and when they moved back to Virginia... The town that they lived in, which was Central Point, um, the police actually raided their house. Whoa. Uh, hoping to find them in coitus, as Sheldon Leonard would say. Ah. Uh, because that was definitely illegal. But they did uh, uh, find the birth or the marriage certificate uh, and informed them that it was not valid in Virginia. Okay. And they were, they were charged with a felony of a black and white being married. Right. Um, and living together, cohabitation. That's that was a felony in Virginia. Well, cohabitation was a felony too, well, yeah, whether and, you were regardless of your race. And they, not only were they not supposed to cohabitate, but it was uh, against the purity laws. Uh, so they were, you know, the Jim Crow laws. They were on, you know, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, but they did it anyway. They did it anyway because they, they loved each other. They got arrested. They got arrested. They were both charged with the felony. They were found guilty. And the judge gave him a one-year suspended sentence, providing that they move away from Virginia and not return for a minimum of 25 years. 
Okay. And and did they? They moved to Washington, D.C. All right. And filed a lawsuit. And sued the state of Virginia. Sued the state of Virginia. It, it took, made it all the way to the it Supreme took Court. nine years. Nine years? Yeah. The, the Virginia court upheld the law and said, yeah, you can't do that. And it took nine years for it to work its way through the justice system. And, uh, judicial system. Judicial system. The That's judicial the difference. System. <laughs> and uh, the Supreme Court unanimously said, oh, hell no. You can do what you want to do because, you know, marriage is a, um, it creates a certain class of individual. You know, and you have certain tax breaks, you have certain legal breaks. From a federal standpoint. From a yeah. federal standpoint. And they said you cannot disallow people based on race from marrying. It's pretty much the same thing that ended up making the gay marriage legal. Well, and they used this case, actually, to, mm -hmm. this was the precedent for that for that case for uh, for gay marriage was uh, was the Loving versus Virginia, uh, but the uh, I just love the idea of the Supreme Court going hell no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ruth wasn't there. Ruth yet. wasn't even there yet. Yeah. It was actually a fairly conservative court in the, in the late sixties. Well, I think it was a Burger Court, so it was a fairly liberal court. Make up your mind. Yeah, well, you know, I'm crazy. So, you know, I thought you looked this up on at, your fancy phone. At my phone. age, I get a little confused. It was the uh, very conservative court that uh, found Roe v. Wade to be legal. Yes. You know, two of the most arch-conservative justices ever said Roe v. Wade is constitutional. Yeah. But uh, they, uh, they, they, they won that case because yeah. they said, hell no. And but what we, what brought this up was we were talking about the Virginia's for lovers slogan. I mean that's been our slogan since the seventies, which was only a few years after. Yeah, so fifty eight. It took nine years, right? So nineteen sixty seven is this this case becomes settled. Right, and, and then I think Virginia's for lovers came into like nineteen seventy one, seventy one, yeah. you know, somewhere in there. Yeah. So we were like we were like going, what if? <laughs> There was somebody in, you know, in that committee that was going, you know, when they were going, you know, we need a slogan, we need tourism in Virginia, we need to do something, and someone that quite kind of with the, the uh, humor of Brian, going, it's called Virginia's for lovers, you know, or you know, I mean, well, you know, I'll you bet can, they started and you with you go Virginia's for loving. You know, yeah, it's I bet like, they started with Virginia's for loving, and then well, somebody's like, maybe, maybe we should well, back off that. Yeah, let's not, let's I not think, go there. I think yeah. the original was Virginia's for lovers, just not you. <laughs> Virginia's for some lovers. Yeah. Some lovers, not all lovers. But that was that. That's how we got to this point. Because Jared's like, we've got to do a podcast now. We've got to do this. But that was, uh, you know, uh, it's not even a conspiracy theory. It's just, uh, you know, a what if. What if there was somebody that was a bit of a rabble rouser that was like, you know, we're kind of known for this now, uh, so let's let's kind of turn it on its ear and, yeah. and let's do this. Uh, let's let's say, well, how about Virginia's for loving? And then we're like, eh, no. Yeah, because like, even, even in 72, yeah, you know, it was kind of like. Yeah, and, and so they were like, well, how about, how about lovers? Because people and in I'm Virginia sure love lovers of, of scenery and history. Well, and that's I mean, and since then, that's what we've you know it's it's yeah. been you know lovers of beer and wine and whiskey yeah. because they get the beer and the really beer good trails. music that's kind of loud but yeah. big <laughs> but big big music, yeah, big music. <laughs> yeah lovers of Virginia's for lovers of big music yes it's for people who love yes big people music. who love right yes. big music. 
Uh, well, no, that's our hashtag. It's <laughs> our people, hashtag. People, people who, who love. love. Okay. That's that's us. that's a line in one of our songs, yeah, Brian. Actually, in case you... <laughs> yeah, I, I think I remember that. I just play bass, man. I, yeah, you don't want me singing. Uh, as long as we're talking about race stuff, uh, let's. Uh, uh, I found out something else interesting about Brian today. Uh, uh, just thinking about we we were talking. It started. We talked about Hamilton, and how you are anti-Hamilton. Yes, I'm anti-Hamilton. Uh, until Hamilton is no longer the behemoth when, in the public when, that it is when now. people are no longer talking about it, I will slowly admit that I like it. Okay, so... Uh, until then, <laughs> I don't. Because, you know, I'm sort of like the antithesis of a hipster. And I happen to I'm know that as soon as Brian watches it or listens to it, he's actually going to love it. Uh, and one of the things uh, I pointed out was the uh, the song that, le- that starts off the second act, which is the introduction of Thomas Jefferson. And uh, how he kind of mentions the whole Sally Lamb thing. Uh, Sally Hemings. Well, uh, so Sally be a lamb, darling, oh. won't you open it, is how he says it in the song. So, Does it worry anybody that, that, uh, that J.R. knows the words to all of the Broadway musicals? All, just the one. <laughs> just just Hamilton. And there's, a, okay, there's a lot of words in that there's Hamilton. Yeah, I, and I, I do I don't know all of them. he knows all the words to Bye Bye Birdie. I don't think so. No, not, not yet. Because I don't even know that, you know. I, mean, I feel pretty. <laughs> so I remember vaguely, uh, I moved to Central Virginia in the early 90s, 93. And uh, I remember hearing somewhere around that time that there was, uh, uh, I remember learning about uh, the possibility that Jefferson had uh, had sex with one of his slaves, uh, had a child, that there were... You know, there were maybe some DNA tests. There was a whole lot of controversy about it because Thomas Jefferson is quite revered here in this part of the world, in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, it's where Monticello is and, and he he, founded the whole town. university yeah. thing. Uh, so he's kind of a big deal here in Charlottesville. To anything, anything that sort of takes away from that image uh, is quite, quite a big deal around here. And uh, so I remember it being a story in the news. Uh, and Brian is a newsman. That's what I've been accused of. Did you have something to do with that? Uh, well, I think I did. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of us were working on it at the same time, but uh, it was 90 or 91. I had been here for maybe less than a year, maybe a year. And uh, I was talking with one of my editors, and we were talking about all the DNA stuff that was going on at the time and how it was kind of coming in more and more vogue with um, law enforcement, uh, and those kinds of things, and we were talking about the whole Sally Hemings thing, and um, and we were both going, well, you know, I bet there's tests. And he said, well, why don't you do a story? So I, I called the uh, I called Monticello, and talked to the Mo- uh, Monticello. Monticello. Yes. yes. And, or Monticello. And they had a guy uh, <laughs> who was then the head of it named uh, Daniel Jordan, uh, spelled Jordan, but pronounced Jordan, who was uh, I was telling uh, Jr. off off of Mike here that uh, he was one of those people who was an actual gentleman um, and if you he was not the kind of person who would put you off if you called him and asked a difficult question he, he would answer it and so you know when I called him I said I'd like to talk to you about would it be possible or would Monticello consider DNA tests to prove or disprove that Jefferson was the father of some of Sally Hemings children and he said, I said, uh, well, Mr. McKenzie, why don't you come on up to the mountain and we'll talk about it. And he was very straightforward and honest and said, you know, this is something that could possibly happen. And 
they would actually welcome it if it did. And so we talked about, you know, the DNA. We talked about um, the history. Um, uh, Sally's history is, is you know, something you saw during a lot of slavery. Her, her father was the father of Jefferson's wife, Martha Jefferson. So they were, you know, they were half-siblings or however you call that. Um, and um, we, we, we discussed that a little bit, and then it uh, wasn't too long. Um, we got a lot of hate mail from some, some folks that were very upset that we'd even bring this up because there was a pretty strong market for denying that uh, Thomas Jefferson had ever had sex with Sally Emmons, um, who was a slave, because... Under Virginia law back then, if you had one sixty-four, I'm trying to remember the percentage. I think it was one sixty-fourth black ancestry, then you were considered a slave, or you were considered black, colored, Negro, whatever. Jesus, that's a pretty low bar. That's a pretty low bar. But in 1924, Virginia passed a the the law that got the Lovings in trouble, where if you had one one drop of non-white blood, you were colored. They lowered the bar even further. Oh, they just said, hey, Jeez. you either all are purely white or you ain't. You know, one of the two. The purity test. The purity test. And um, But anyway, that, that I'm sorry, I'm, I'm digressing. But, um, yeah, they eventually, um, I think, I can't say for sure that we, we, um, we started the fire, to quote Billy Joel, but we sure as hell fanned it. And uh, a few, about a year and a half, two years later, they did some tests and Although they were not entirely conclusive, they indicated that it was a very good possibility. And uh, after those tests came out, then uh, uh, Mr. Jordan and Monticello just accepted the fact and, and started bringing it into the... Um, the tour. The tours and started talking about it. That was good enough for them to embrace this you idea, know, whether it could be 100% proven or not. Yeah. They were willing and, to know, say, this probably happened. For, for, I mean, Thomas Callender. Well, they, they, they already knew. I mean, that you know, the yeah. whole thing is, is they, those people know that, I mean, they know about Monticello. They know, I mean, they've, they've the, the, immersed the, themselves. Yeah. The rumor, when he was president, the, the, the rumor was, you know, used against him a lot. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and when they couldn't disprove it, they, they couldn't disprove that he did it, you know, that, he, that those were his children. Um, and it indicated that they very likely could have been. Uh, Monticello just went, you know, with the, the circumstantial evidence and this evidence, we're just going to go with it. And over the years, it's been pretty much... Concluded that yes, in fact, Thomas Jefferson had several children with Sally Hemings, yeah. um, and you know, there's, you know, that's that's part of the whole thing, and it's the way things were back then. It, clearly, if if um, Sally Hemings was Martha Jefferson's ha uh, half sister, this had been going on for some time, right. masters and slaves, right. and uh, it wasn't approved of, but everybody turned their head and looked the other way. Right, because he was, I mean, they were powerful people. I and mean, this is not uh, It was an not economic system based on owning. Right. Know, on it wasn't, it wasn't like something that just, you know, kind of happened between peers. Uh -huh. It was, it, you know, the power, the, the power 
was with the powerful people and and it still is by the way yes you don't is. see anybody who who makes 40,000 a year in office in Congress AOC you know well okay yeah there is our, there's one bing all right yeah um, there's one AOC but you know I mean it, and, it's, and she's gotten grief ever since she if you have money took the you, job because yeah money is power in this country always has been and you know there's what can I say Clearly, we are powerless. <laughs> so, by our record, <laughs> give us the power. It uh, it always strikes me as uh, I can't fully fathom like how an individual person can be so racist uh, to do the things that have been done. Right? Uh, to just I mean, how could one person decide it's okay to own another person? But it's not one person. It was a whole system. It was, it was, it was the society. That's where I keep coming back to. That's why it's not gone now. Yeah. It's because there was a system in place. There were laws in place. Everybody, quote unquote, everybody and, was on board. And they were put back in place, and even stricter in the nineteen hundred, the early nineteens, yeah, and the nineteen twenties. And you know, and that's where the and that's yeah. when the statues this, this, came this out. This law that's, that prohibited the Lovings from getting married was 1924. Right. That was about the time that the Jim Crow laws came in, where you and know, that's you about had the, to have. And that's about the time that the statues started going. Statues out. were built, and that's when the that's when the Confederate battle flag of like three battles. Well, you know, it, 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 became, it became became the a symbol of the symbol, yeah. Of you know yeah. uh, of something. And I mean, I grew up in I grew up in racist America. I mean, it, there were you know you they know, were that was you don't and, and it wasn't a thing. It, you know, no one even no one batted an eye at it because that's just the way it was. You, and you, you don't even know. You and know, you well, have to being, work. You ha I've had to work a lifetime yeah. to pretty much overcome. I mean, being a white become guy. That. Being you know, a white just... guy, you know, I, my family was relatively um, financially challenged from my dad's youth on up. And I think this is why white people bristle at the concept of white privilege. You know, the, the idea of privilege, my dad was literally dirt poor during the Depression. His mom was divorced, which was, you know. But as my dad and I had this conversation over, over July 4th, dad did not, we were came from hillbilly stock on my dad's side. Um, you'd said things up in Michigan, you'd say things like, I'm supposed to go to the store. And my dad would come out and tell me, son, I don't want you to talk like a hillbilly. I am supposed to. A lot of my English, you know, came from my dad who said, you need to. So I, I was telling you him, You need to better yourself. Dad, you can change the way you talk. You can talk like the man on the six o'clock news. Um, you can talk, you can change the way you dress. Maybe I should. You guys have seen me in concert. Yeah, um, you can change. No, you can't change that. You no, can no. change a That's lot why of we things hired you. to be more, yeah, <laughs> to be more acceptable, but you can't change your color. Some the, folks could pass as white, but you got just being white gave you a leg up. And that's where the you know if they if they call it white advantage, maybe people would be less bristling because you know a lot of folks. Not really. Don't feel like they were privileged because they 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 feel they they feel. But there's an advantage downtrodden. To being white. I feel downtrodden. Yeah, I mean there there's I, an advantage to being white. White I, has I, never you know, gotten in the way a, of me yeah. getting a job. No, it yeah. has not. It's never. It hasn't gotten in the way of doing anything. 
People yeah. have not hated me just by looking at me because I'm white. Well, they've hated me for a variety of reasons, and mostly justified. And most people <laughs> just feel sorry for me. Yeah, you, you know, know it's I'm, just like there's a, you know, there's a difference. But you know, it, it's uh, and we talked about that in the last. And if you haven't heard this other podcast we're talking about, go back and listen to it. Yeah. It's on Spotify. And, and then and then vote vote on uh, Brian's hair. Oh, we're getting we're getting to that. That's thing three. Uh, we're gonna come back to Brian's hair for thing three. First, we got to do a drum solo and add another drum solo, and then we'll get to because thing guess number who the two. The drummer is the same yeah. guy right. with the it's, podcast. It's my podcast. <laughs> so. His podcast, bro. his drum solo. Maybe I'll maybe I'll throw some actual parts of one of our songs. Oh uh, no, that was now you did some good stuff today, man. That was uh, that we did was not record stuff. any of our practice today. We did not record, and but we see, should no, have. We should have recorded the last song. So they, they can show up and be surprised. We either have an amazing practice or we record our practice. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah, it can't be both. <laughs> no. Both. All right, here we go. Drum yeah, solo yeah, time. talk music because uh, t- today uh, Brian and I showed up wondering what Gary was so excited about. Gary was quite happy. He, he kept, kept telling us. dropping little hints in the in our group text. New, new sound. New, new sound. Sa- yeah. Something about his organ. And I didn't want to know. I did not want to know. You know, it's like Gary. I don't need to know about your organ. There was a lot of there was a lot of talk about Gary's knob, knobs, knobs, and his organ. Apparently, more than one knob. You know, which is unique. But you go, Gary. Uh, And I gotta say, uh, the anticipation uh, was not. uh, uh, It was it was well deserved because the new sound was pretty cool. Why don't you tell us what it is? It is a uh, guitar synthesizer. So. Back in the day, I had a had a very good friend uh, that played for a band called His Boy Elroy. That uh, played. That sounds it, racist. It's the Jetsons. <laughs> the Jetsons, dude. Well, uh, the Jetsons were pretty racist. The Jetsons were definitely Maybe racist, just, yeah, but yeah, Elroy was not. His Elroy boy Elroy. Was, there wasn't a single black character on the Jetsons. No, uh, talk Although about Rosie, white privilege in space. There was Rosie, but she was a robot. Robot, yeah, but it was not robot racist, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway. He played the the, the original, the original Roland guitar synth, which cost many thousands of dollars, and he had he had pretty much cashed in everything that he had to get this thing, and it, it made you know, it just made the coolest one, the coolest sounds. One siren comes by this place <laughs> once every three months, and it comes by while we're recording. While we were, because we got one last time, didn't we? I think we did. Yeah, I think, I think did. so. No, it comes by way more. That was we're, when the, the airplane crashed. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I was like, man, that is so cool because I want to add some stuff to big, but I can't afford a guitar synth, and. Uh, I got uh, from uh, Sweetwater, who's not our, who's who's not really you know our sponsor yet. Hear that, uh, Sweetwater? Sweetwater. 
Um, but they, I get my I get the uh, get my monthly email from them, and they're like, "Hey, we have this new thing called the, uh, the guitar synth, and it's a pedal, and you don't need the fancy guitar, you don't need this uh, MIDI cable or any of this shit. It is strictly based on it, it. It's so smart that it can read what you're playing, and I'm like, and they had it on sale." That's always the best price. Well, that was, yeah. Well, the best price is free. The next price is reduced. Yes. And uh, and so I, I call him, I call my main man, uh, Charles, up. And uh, and he's like, hey, you know, I got, I got this demo model. I'm like, yeah, hook me up. Uh, so I got it even cheaper. And that's, that's me because I am Scottish. Yes, you uh, are. And, uh, and I love you in a kilt. And I was so I was so worried that it was not going to do what I wanted it to do. And uh, I plugged it up, and the first time I hit it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is what I've been looking for for Hammond B three. Go look it up. Go look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hammond B three. So you know, uh, we we have had uh, we had a. Uh, keyboard player for a bit um, and due to circumstances beyond anyone's control uh, he had to move on um, very well loved but it just didn't it was not going to work out and I've been looking for something to fatten up the sound and I got this and so that we played with all day today and uh, when we used to have a keyboard player uh, every time it the question came up what sound should I play <laughs> the answer was always from Gary Hammond B3 Hammond B3 can you throw some Hammond on there I'm like that's that's pretty much all Gary wants from a keyboardist is that and uh, so now we're getting that sound if, if, without if you, a keyboardist for those of you who don't know what a Hammond B3 is and it's perfectly okay to not know. Yes, it is. Listen to um, uh, Runaway by Del Shannon. That's a Hammond B3. Or anything by Booker T and the MGs. Booker T and the MGs. Uh, Booker B3's. T, by the way, is the Hammond B3 uh, player. Deep Purple. <laughs> Deep Purple had a lot of uh, organ, especially in the um, you know the original lineup. In the... Is this the organ with the thing that spins? Yes. Oh, well, that's the Leslie. With the Leslie. The with the yeah. Leslie. Yeah. That's part of the speaker system yes. of the organ? Yeah. So that, the, but that's part of a Hammond that gives it its yeah, sound. That's yeah. That's the Hammond that's, was the 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 mainstay of every small church in America, um, because it it could make a variety of sounds and it has it has its own, you know, its own peculiar and I mean that in a good way, um, sound to it. That, yeah, because I mean, all the original ones were were very mechanical, and that's what the Leslie was mechanical. Yeah. Uh, it, it made that warble sound by the by the tweeter spinning on an axis, and then you know, and I learned how to mic it one night from a, uh, when I was doing production, from a guy going, you know, make sure that you, you know, I would like to do a stereo. I said we don't run, we're not running stereo. This is way long ago. And I said, well, if you're not running stereo, then just uh, just mic mic the t the tweeter. I'm like. Well, Where's the tweeter? <laughs> and and he's like, you know, this this port right here. And I looked in, and there was this thing spinning. It was just spinning, and and he would change something on the uh -huh. keyboard, and it would slow down, and it would speed up, and it was like, 
So that, this is the, really weird. The speed of that the tweeter spinning is controlled directly by the, the, uh, keyboard. the keyboardist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's not just what they're playing and how they're playing it. They have an actual control for the speed oh, yeah. of the. Thing. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I mean the the cord the cable going from the Hammond to to the Leslie you know was big around as your thumb. And it had all these, you know, different because it was all analog. I mean, there was no, and, and, you know, you know so wonderful. it had to, it had to give, it had to give, uh, you know, different voltages yeah. to the speaker cabinet to for it to react properly. Well, you know, and, 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 uh, and the, the amazing had it, multiple what they called stops. Yeah, so uh, you you'd and that a, was all and that was all mechanical switch. too. Yeah, yeah flip a switch, you pull the you bars, horns, you pull the belt, the switch, yeah. you had strip. It was, but it all sounded. It's, it never sounded like horns or strings because yeah, it was still it was still air. It was still air going on through. a podcast. You can't talk at the same time. Yeah, we Aww, just so you we, know. That's what we've done every time. <laughs> yeah, we, do we look like we know anything about podcasts? We don't well, look like we know anything telling about you. anything. But that's what we've been doing since day one, and people love it. Yeah, we know nothing <laughs> about anything and anything about nothing. Yeah, or something. So. uh... For, for anybody that doesn't know, I'm pretty sure if you go and watch the Sturgill Simpson on Saturday Night Live, oh, uh, when when he and his band were playing, uh, they were the musical guests on Saturday Night Live. Uh, Sturgill starts kicking this the Hammond, and then uh, the and, and then the Hammond B3 player gets on top of get, the Hammond, yeah. and it, oh! It's, but I'm pretty sure you can see the thing, the tweeter spinning in the Leslie on that, uh, on, in that thing. Possible. I think so. Or they can look up Leslie, you know, yeah, uh, Leslie um, Cabinet. On, you know, and if you, if you want to hear more about how rock and roll this church organ, um, which I believe, I'm, I'm not sure, but I believe that it was designed, you know, for churches, uh, listen to White Shade of Pale by Procol yeah. Harem. That's a Leslie. Yeah. It's, I mean, anyway. I'm sorry, that's a, uh, that's a Hammond. With so this is this is now part of our sound. This is now part of our sound, and it's yeah. going to be in every single song, right? <laughs> no, <it's> not, bro. <laughs> no, I actually asked them. I actually, I actually uh, pleaded with uh, Jr. before we came and did the podcast. I said, "Please restrain me, because I will use it at every possible time, because I love that sound. It's like." It sucks that I don't play keyboards, you know. It's because I would I would have a big old Hammond B three and and we'd be all the it would be the big B three band, <laughs> the big three band, the big yeah. three band, which we are already. Huh. It would be a big three and a half. So our job is to keep him from using it on every song right. and to use it sparingly, so that it is awesome every time it yes. happens and we not tiring. Be, yes. <laughs> We want to keep using it for a while. Yes. Gary has this huge, huge pedal board. He's got all these little things that he steps on to make different sounds, except for one of them, which says, you know, nuclear device. <laughs> well, his pedal board's getting more and more like the edge every day, which yeah. I believe is one of his guitar idols, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, he, uh... so you're only about a third of the way there. Not even, no. Have you seen... Have you seen the documentary with him yes. and Jimmy Page and Jack White? Oh, where he really times. goes over his whole pedal yeah, and, and, the, he and uses, the huge two double racks of stuff behind him. He uses he no song by U two involves the same guitar sound, and they've been doing this for forty three years. Yeah. no two songs has the same guitar sound. And, and he, so he has he has a an assistant 
that has cataloged all of the guitar sounds and that switches them for him. And as far as because I'm concerned, the only you, you can't the only edge it. sound I want to hear is the sound he uses on New Year's Day. That's that's, that's amazing. just like the most you know. That's the sound. That's the yeah. most edge sound ever. And the yeah. uh, is it Adam Clayton who's their bass player. My brain. Yes. Is just, mm-hmm. You know he uh, he gets some some crap in the bass world about not playing fancy notes. But his he has his straightforward sound on especially on that song. To me, makes you know you got a three piece band like us, and he's just hammering these. Right. these uh, yeah, because because the edge wonderful. never plays any big note, big no. chords like I do. He plays, he plays small partial chords. Hey, can I call you back? I'm on a podcast. That was not a dog. That was Brian's <laughs> ringtone. Yeah, I'll get it. Thanks. Bye. I don't know so if I, if you don't think we're live, you just heard how live we really are. <laughs> this is I, not rehearsed. I might just leave that in now. I think you should. I think we should. Thank you for addressing the dog barking ringtone in the room. Uh, that probably brings us to the end of thing number two, which means it's time to talk thing three and follow up on Brian's hair. Don't we need a drum solo in here first? No, drum solo comes later. Oh, okay. We don't. There's too many. I don't have enough drum solos recorded. Uh, we oh. should put a bass solo in before this. Oh, well, we, I have. You, I have some more bass solo that I can use. Yeah, find one that. that I do, yeah. One of the okay. ones that he Ra- did today, which was oh wait a minute. Wait, yeah, you didn't wait record. <laughs> they were awesome too. Yeah. Best bass solos we've ever heard. Which yeah. is you know. Yeah, which they had why, three notes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. Bass solo. <laughs> and we're back. Thing number three. <laughs> we're still here. He hasn't thrown us out yet. Uh, thing number three. Last time you guys were on the show, we talked about Brian's hair and how much of it he had. Oh, that was His like flowing was, locks. I had literally hippie. flowing yeah, only hippie. from the ears down. <laughs> I don't have anything on the top of my head. And uh, we threw it out there Still that don't. we uh, we wanted to know what the masses thought. And by the masses, I mean all 12 people that listen to this show. On a regular basis. Uh, yeah. Uh, all the people that have subscribed you and do followed. Reali- you do realize that they are playing this live, you know, like in Times Square. You know, that's one. Because what else is there to that's do only in New York one, City right now? That's only one. Thank you, you know, COVID. Thing. <laughs> Uh, thing and so everyone yeah. in Times Square is no, nobody's again. allowed to go out in New York so they're playing our stuff live. they're like yeah. thankfully That's someone how do you think they're keeping people from going out yeah. Yeah. I mean really <laughs> they're like thankfully someone decided to start a podcast yeah, during yeah, the yeah. pandemic yeah, yeah. otherwise what would we have played yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, thankful for the content. Uh, so we asked everybody, uh, should we shave Brian's hair? And uh, and we got zero response. Uh, you guys did not Zip, care zero. one way or another. Nil. I'm a bass player. Who cares? Which tells me either people didn't listen all the way to the point where we talked about that. <laughs> or they just or they really play. just don't give a shit about your hair. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's not like there's a lot to care about. But we about. are a hair band. We are a hair band. There were no hair band. We were originally going to call ourselves the No Hair Suits, but I was the only one that wore a suit. So, yeah. so I think uh, Gary and I's uh, severe lack of hair, we might have just been jealous. And at the same time, we think Brian's head is absolutely gorgeous, and he's covering it up with all that hair. So let's get it off of there. And Brian showed up today with significantly less hair. It's a number two cut on the uh, Reming- on the Remington. How many days ago did you do that? I did that this morning, actually. That's a fresh yeah, that, this buzz. This is a fresh, fresh number fresh two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had to trim the, the beard, too. And I, I'm telling you, it is definitely better. 
It's a step in the right direction. You can see all the gray. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's gray. Just, I thought that was scalp. Uh, same thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, go it's all, all the way with it. Yeah. Buzz the whole thing. Get a razor. Shave the whole thing. Well, you know, the only problem with a razor is you haven't seen me shave. I mean, your face. I could bleed to death with me and a razor. You know, it's, it's just like me and a power tool. It know? takes some practice. I, I can shave my entire head and neck, everything but what I keep as a beard, in like five minutes in the shower without looking. No mirrors, nothing. I usually have to shave my and, back. And we can tell. <laughs> I haven't shaved. It's been a week. I shave once a week. Uh, so Brian's closer. So if you want Brian to go all the way, let us know. All just, the just, way. All the way. Uh, just tell us somehow. Uh, DM us on Facebook. Song, Come email me. Uh, my email address is not hard to find. Uh, Facebook's probably the easiest. So that's where we are. This po- we'll, we'll mention this podcast on the uh, the Band Bigs Facebook page. So you can hit us up right there and let us know. And uh, if we, how many people will it take saying you need to shave the rest of it off and go down to completely bald for you to actually do it? One. <laughs> I mean, that's at, that's at, at the. At, we got to set a low bar. At the same time, that is a low bar, and, and a pretty high bar, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and a tall order for actually making that happen. A little bit of both. All we need is one person who cares about Brian. I think we're gonna take a picture of Brian today and put it on the Facebook, the big bands, uh, maybe our Instagram. We should probably put something on Instagram. We haven't done that in a while. You know, you need a number uh, seven. All right, so we're going to have a picture of Brian, the bass player, on our Instagram, on our Facebook, and uh, comment right there. That would be right, the easiest yeah, way. We'll make way. it easy for you guys since you didn't uh, actually reach out to us in the past. We'll make it easy. All you got to do is throw a comment on it and say, shave it or leave it. Wow, that bee flew right by the microphone. <laughs> I'm going to leave that sound in. Uh, so again, how many people will it take? I don't know. I, you know, if, if anybody's crazy enough to actually respond, that's fine. Okay, yeah. so one. Summer, so one so, is the know, number. It's, it's like I, what little hair I had was getting to be sweaty and obnoxious. So I, you know, you exactly. Know, it's, it's better. You know, it's not like it's it could gonna... be worse. He could have a skullet. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought you know. Well, I really wanted to because. I have the the classic thing where you know you have the bald on top and kind of like right around the side of the. It's a horseshoe. Yeah, it's a horseshoe. But I thought you know it'd be really cool if I just grew it out really long and back, and then put it in a ponytail and did tai chi in the park. Because what this world needs is another sixty-year-old man with a bald-headed man with a ponytail doing tai chi in the park. At least you're not letting those little tiny uh, sparse hairs on top go out long enough to try to do a comb over. Well, I thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one time uh, back when I had a little bit more hair, my uh, now ex-wife and the, and the kids got together and they took some Aquanet and they uh, <laughs> they sprayed it so it all stood up and I looked like that one of those guys on Deep Space. Star Trek Nine thingy, and you know, just it was kind of punk. It was like imagine a mohawk that goes around the side. Of the <laughs> you know, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, a monk yeah, hawk, yeah. A monk <laughs> hawk. Yeah. Uh, all right. So while or we're while we're actually finishing up the podcast, Gary, take a picture of Brian, uh, and you're gonna send it to me. I'll put it throw it up on the Instagram. I'm gonna put it on portrait mode. There you go. Oh yes, it's gonna be a fancy photo. All right, portrait. Here we go. So the picture that will be on Instagram is the one being taken right now. Is it? Oh oh, my goodness, we almost lost a phone. There we go. Now bring the bring the hands in. Bring the hands in like that. That makes portrait mode better. I could put them in my ears. I I think the tongue out was good. I think maybe go with tongue out. 
Yeah. There we go. That's a bass player. But right can you there. tell he can you tell he has hair in that picture? Just make sure. Not really. When your hair is mostly gray, it's uh, it's eh, a... you know. It's All right, we've got a couple to choose from. You yeah. can tell there's hair there. Yeah, there's 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 enough to. Uh... You know, and it's okay if you want me to shave. I mean, hair today gone tomorrow. Whoa, hey. Oh, oh my goodness. Lord, it's gone All right, and on, on that note, we are going to end this episode of Three Things with JR. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, look on Instagram for the pictures of uh, Brian's almost bald head, soon to be completely bald head, uh, and uh, he, vote. He, he kind of looks touched there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> there might be some bonus pictures going up, too. <laughs> Uh, thank you again so much for listening. Uh, this is uh, this is the band Big signing off for Three Things with Jr. We'll catch you next week. I love you all. Bye, guys. See thank ya. you so much for listening. Oh, we talked over each other. Oh,